Aurora resident turns 102, said the headline just to the right of my head, mugshot, in last week's column of the Aurora Advertiser. Egads! I don't know Ramona Lewis, but there was a wonderful story accompanying the headline about her life and its colorful highlights. She is the real deal, and Rhonda Sexton did a wonderful job on the story. That wasn't the problem. I immediately messaged advertiser-publisher Jimmy Sexton and threatened him with some friendly bodily harm as I was in the throes of celebrating a relatively big birthday this past weekend. Since I only pick on people I love, I felt sure he was picking on me via headlines somewhat reminiscent of the way publisher Paul Donnelly captioned a photo some 25 years ago when my pal Debbie Samples and I climbed atop an elephant named Viola at the local circus in Baldwin Park. The caption said something about Viola packing her two bags. The photo was anything but pretty. I'm pretty sure Viola was the only one looking like she knew what she was doing as Debbie and I clung for dear life. My friend Jimmy swears he didn't notice it until I pointed it out to him. He did, however, think it was more than a little funny. He did note that my picture looked pretty good for being 102. My husband was literally skipping around the house laughing, anticipating using it as a show-and-tell item at Garner's Garage the next time he has coffee. Oh, it's so nice to be loved. Society as a whole tends to be kinder to men as they age. Words like silver fox or distinguished come to mind. Women, on the other hand, get much shorter shrift as the eye rolls come when we are adamant about something or quite sure about a memory someone has asked us to recall for posterity's sake. We are often criticized about wrinkles, laugh lines, or scars. I can tell you with certainty, I am quite proud of all of mine. Sunday, June 11th was my birthday. I was born at 2.30 a.m. in 1961. That fateful day was a Sunday, too. I was premature, and doctors told my parents I had a chance. My grandparents made a trip to Aurora to be sure to be able to see me. As I grew older, my babysitter, Retha Bell Newbold, would tell me, Sunday's child is full of grace, as she would try to corral me before asking me to pick my own switch for some indiscretion that usually involved coloring in the designs on her fresh wallpaper. I thought I was helping. I think I must have had murals in my system even then. I thought she was trying to tell me I should be graceful, though. Now I know that I was going to need lots of grace my whole life. Grace is now one of my favorite things. The story my brother always told was that I was born several weeks early and that, in fact, no one was really expecting my arrival. The word accident was used to describe me. My mom had eaten sweet potatoes for supper. When she began to feel funny, she thought, I was gas. At this point, my brother would cackle and I would cry. My mom would insinuate that we were all gas and we were all accidents. My former neighbor, Jerry Head, posted a birthday greeting on my Facebook wall. He indicated he remembered my dad carrying me around the neighborhood to show me off when my parents moved to 726 Wilson Avenue when I was just six weeks old. Hit the Road, Jack! by Ray Charles was a number one hit. West Side Story was popular as a movie. A gallon of gas cost 27 cents. Eggs were 30 cents a dozen. 
John F. Kennedy was sworn in as the 35th President of the United States. The USA placed Alan Shepard into space to make history. JFK's famous quote that year was phenomenal. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. For some reason, I've sailed into a season that I like a great deal. In fact, I love it. I am comfortable in my shoes. Depending on the company or restaurant, being 62 can get you some discounts and great deals. It's that magic age where you can start drawing Social Security or at least get their attention. The retirement flyers from PSRS, Public School Retirement System, come regularly in the mail. My AARP discounts and subscription also includes some incredible articles about George Clooney, Bruce Springsteen, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Costner, Harrison Ford, and Jeff Bridges. I wouldn't mind going to Sonic with any one of those fellows on a bad day, without Mobley's permission, of course. I am also at a point where I don't give two ship captains about what other people think. I tell the truth. I practice what I preach. I love hard. I can still touch my toes without making wild kingdom animal noises. Well, scratch that. I can still touch my toes on my right foot with my left hand. The sound that comes out sounds a bit like an injured kitten. I don't put color on my hair anymore. I was really curious when the COVID shutdown started three years ago what color might be lurking underneath those roots. I'm just fine with the tapestry of white, blonde, and silver that bursts forth in all directions there in a sort of wild woman platinum look. Sneezing, for me, is downright dangerous. So is housework. I always seem to hurt myself when I clean. I love naps and often sit longingly looking out the window for dusk so that I can go to bed. I used to be such a night owl. I could get so much accomplished after most of the world was asleep. That is no longer the case. I remember doing a feature story on my brother shortly after he started his Saturday morning shootout radio show almost 20 years ago on KSWM. Somewhere in the story, I called him weathered, and he took umbrage. He told me it might come back to haunt me someday. I hate to admit it, but he was right. Since I teach English at one of my real jobs, I sometimes go down the rabbit hole of dissecting vocabulary words. My assistant superintendent, David Mace, and I have had some lively talks about Tier 2 and Tier 3 words and teaching novels. Sometimes we even agree. I usually help out with the new teacher workshops each summer. My role includes working on logistics, guests, arranging for the food, and doing the Aurora historical tours. At some point, David once called me grizzled at a new teacher's workshop. It hit me like a brick. Game on, I thought. For those who don't know, English folks sometimes make vocabulary seem like rocket science. We come up with various words and phrases to describe and label them to make sure we are all teaching them appropriately. We put them in tiers. Tier 1 vocabulary are those words we use in everyday conversations. Tier 2 are those we are familiar with, but we might not use them all the time. Tier 3 words force you to have your online dictionary on speed dial so you can decipher the verbiage while you read. There are other things to toss in the mix for discussion, and that's lexiles, fluency, and levels. But in keeping with the English theme here, I've made a list of those words and phrases that align themselves with aging. 
I've sorted them into two piles of keepers and toss. If you use the ones in the toss pile within my reach, brace yourselves for repercussions. My left hip and my right leg can still do some dangerous moves, and every once in a while, it happens at the same time, if I have stretched properly and taken Advil that morning. You won't see it coming, but it will sound like a kitten. Keepers, seasoned, respected, autumn of my years, advanced, mature, wise, feisty, vibrant, vintage, and experienced. My favorite is probably vintage. It makes us sound valuable. Toss, crone, hag, over the hill, grizzled, weathered, old, worn, worn out, used, archaic, obsolete, antique, out of date, second hand, senile, and aged. I have had a wonderful life. It has had a few twists and turns, but I'm still here, stomping in those mud puddles and spitting in the wind. I still bet on long shots and stand up for what I believe is the right thing. I have no problem standing alone or articulating the reasons why. I have met a couple of movie stars, hugged country singer Charlie Walker, met Grandpa Jones' daughter, hung out with David Allen Coe, covered a visit from a United States president, married two interesting men who taught me numerous lessons, stomped in mud puddles, survived a couple of bouts of AFib, COVID, and a ventilator, and won a storytelling contest whereby 27 million folks around the world heard about a wayward fish hook that got caught in my bottom in the 1980s. I had no idea when I wrote it that I would win or that I would be expected to read it aloud to the world after winning. You can Google it if you like. It's out there somewhere, and it's called Turning the Other Cheek. I have enjoyed every minute of being a daughter, a sister, a wife, a mom, a friend, and a gypsy pirate rebel cowgirl to anyone who will listen. As the birthdays continue to stack up, I realize more than ever how blessed I am to live, work, and play with people I love in a community that has served as an incredible anchor for me and my family for several decades. I spent the whole weekend celebrating. I heard from current students, former students, old bosses, current bosses, family members, longtime friends, new friends, colleagues, and former neighbors. I forced myself to conjure up memories of each person along with a face as the text calls and emails came rolling into my phone. Rain Klotfelter, my muralist, and his wife sent a lovely birthday video while my mother-in-law sang a birthday greeting from McAllen, Texas and left it on my voicemail. Age is just a number. You really are just as old as you feel. 70 is the new 50. 60 is the new 40. I have loved celebrating birthdays since that first one. I have a photo of me and my cake and a great big smile. My brother is standing beside me, less than pleased. I have a new goal, though. My hope is that I'll get to hang around another 40 years so that I can really turn 102. Who knows what wild kingdom animal sounds I will be making when I try to touch my toes in 2063. My prayer is that Jimmy Sexton will still be writing headlines and that I will still be traveling the back roads collecting stories and information for this column. Meow.